Hey everyone, welcome to the season four. Season four, yeah. Welcome to season four of Destiny Midweek. We made it. We did. Is this thing called Destiny Midweek? Yeah. That's it, right? What do you think it's called? I mean, did we do an official announcement? I think it's kind of been an ease into it. Did you know that I had a dream that we had intro music? No. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dream the other night. Did you wake up and try to recreate it? That that you were playing like some intro music, and I don't. It was like some jars of clay song or <laughs> Leland song or something. I see. Yeah. But in your dream, like it felt like in your dream, you knew that was the intro music. Yeah, I was like, oh wow, we have intro music now. It wasn't Man. like we're just playing a random song for that specific episode. Like no, that was our intro music. Like, like maybe we played a different song every week. I see. But. Because I don't really consider that intro music. I mean, I consider that like you're playing a song to start the podcast. Well, we had one of those. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, we've like made it. Like we've taken this to the next level. Yeah. It's not this low budget production. I see. I mean, I'm cool if if you want to pick a song, but I say we stick with that song. Like, yeah. you know how Dave Ramsey has Baker Street. Right. So so that's taken. Right. So if, if you're listening and you have a song suggestion for our intro music for Destiny Midweek, which is the name of our podcast now, officially. Sure. I think we're easing it in because, you know, we had some really good suggestions. A lot. A lot of really good ones. And Mine I, was at the top of the list. I think the dig. I think what really happened is we just didn't want to, you know, offend anybody. No. There was too many good ones to pick from, so we settled with something that maybe isn't as good as some of the best ones, but this way, either everybody's upset or everybody's happy, but... Well, I got a lot of good feedback on Destiny Midweek. Yeah. So, uh, prob- probably more good feedback about that name than even we had suggestions about other names. Mm. So, that's good. Anyway, so, yeah, maybe you could pick a song for our intro music. Okay. That's I, a lot of pressure, though. I think people would freak out. It would just blow their minds. Mm-hmm. What am I? What is this? What am I listening to? Okay, so you want me to find something? Well, no, just that would anything. freak people out. No, anything because we haven't had any intro music, mm-hmm. and then now it starts with something other than. Hey, you should get that. Uh, what's that ringtone you just made for Michael W. Smith? Yeah, uh huh. That'd be pretty cool. It could, yeah, maybe. Let me look into that. All right. So, welcome to season four. My name is Mark Bell, and. I'm here with Pastor Matt Bell. Matt, how are you? I'm doing good. Great. And we're here. This is going to be a short season. Shortish, I think. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it'll probably go until missions conference. That's true. Go through missions. I wonder if we can get any missionaries oh, on here for special guests. It'd be great if we could get Marcos Witt up here. Uh, I don't know if we can... <laughs> know if we can make that happen (laughs) this mickey mouse situation we got going on up here yeah we'd have to do some organizing up here 
Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe maybe the listeners can suggest a missionary they'd like to hear on the pod. That'd be great. We really we're we're all about that listener interaction. Did you, did you have anything exciting happen during the uh since we last spoke? Well, I watched the Spurs game last night. Mm-hmm. That was a real downer. I really hope we get rid of DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. DeMar, if you're listening to this, we want you to leave our city. <laughs> We're glad you stopped by. Yeah. But you've overstayed your welcome. So, I would if if that is your pl- if that is your desire for him to leave, then I would say last night was a good night. Because you want these things to start happening yeah. where he starts sulking, he starts moping, Pop gets tired of him, benches him. So to me, last night, even though we lost, it was a win. I understand that. That's the Romans 828 That's version right. of last night. Mm-hmm. But uh, went to Fiesta, Texas on Friday, took in the show. You guys were there. Got front row seats. Yeah, I saw that. You didn't even save us seats. There weren't seats to save. We actually had have pe- we asked people to move mm-hmm. to make room for our you know six people family and they did so that was nice and never watched it on the front row before the majesty of christmas really enjoyed that and yeah had a wonderful sunday here at the church really great time of worship and spending time with the people we also had a great time at the family christmas night that is true had a really good time i was it just seems so long ago yeah. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it's it was, less than a week ago. That's true. But it just seems like ages. It's crazy. Yeah, fantastic night. My favorite part by far was just seeing everybody out enjoying their time and enjoying each other. Yeah. It really seemed like there was, that people really were enjoying themselves. Yeah. Even those carolers out there. Oh, man. Sometimes, you know, at these things where there's a lot of different things for kids to do or the parents can look a little frazzled, you know, maybe just a little like they're being pulled in a bunch of different directions. But I didn't really get that vibe last whenever that was. It was great. Really great. Great event that everybody pitched in and put together. Oh, yeah, that was my favorite part. Just everybody jumping in. What can I help with? What can I do? It's great. It also was like 800 degrees in the auditorium during the show. <laughs> it was hot in there. Our heaters work at Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really hot. Smoking. So we've got two big Christmas events left here at Destiny Church. The first one is tomorrow night, Thursday. Dece- if you're listening on Wednesday. If, well, I said Thursday. Right. So, yes. If you're listening today on a Wednesday, tomorrow night, Thursday, we're having our women's ladies Christmas party. And this is a Christmas party. It's going to be nothing but fun, food, and games, and fellowship. I even think they're going to have a few giveaways. Wow. So you don't want to miss this. And my wife, Carrie, she gave me a little insight on some of the games she's got planned, and they're going to be a lot of fun so you don't want to miss it. Ladies, come on out. And then this Sunday, if you are listening to this before Sunday, 
December 22nd, we're having our Christmas at Destiny service, and I will tell you this, you do not want to miss the beginning, the middle, or the end of this service. It is action-packed. We've got so much planned. We've even we've even got some special music happening in yeah. the foyer before service. Before service. And and we're working on getting some tasty treats there. There may be some treats for before service while you enjoy the the Christmas music. Yeah, so I would say get here at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Get some baked goods. Listen to some Christmas tunes. Yeah, it'll, it's going to be a great, great day. Family service. Family service. So all the kids will be there with us. We're going to have some goodie bags. We are. I'm going to get apples. I know you said apples and oranges. I'm going to get apples. Cool. Looking forward to it. So, yeah, so that's this coming Sunday. It's going to be really fun. It's We have a lot of fun stuff that happens at Christmas, but the Christmas service is always my favorite. Personally, I look forward to it a lot. Yeah, so come on out Sunday. Come on out. Invite somebody. Bring somebody. Bring. Oh, man. Yes. Bring somebody with you that maybe has never been to Destiny Church before. Preferably someone unsaved. Don't take someone from another church to come to Destiny. No, we don't want any of that. No. So Sunday, we had a message. It was your first time not in Romans in two months how'd that feel right um kind of miss romans 8 you know yeah the greatest chapter in the bible yeah so you were you had to spend some time in some less great chapters yeah i mean so i tried to pack it in with uh taking we had lots of verses on sunday okay lots of different places so really really enjoyed that we looked at the the prophecies of the Messiah coming and how Jesus fulfills all of those and how he's the only person who ever will fulfill those and how we can know that he is who he said he was and just the confidence that that gives us in God's word and the fact that God has a plan for our lives just as he had a plan to bring Jesus into the world. So yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Um, of course, you know, any. It's God's word, so it's always awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's really cool. I think you said something like uh, Jesus' birth was 4,000 years in the making. Yeah, right. That Yeah. That's a long time. I didn't say it quite that way, but I wish I would have. That would have been a good a good way to say it. But yeah. hey, you know, that's that's a long time, you know, when you think about the United States is what, like... 300 years. 300 years? Right. 4,000 years? 4,000 years. And then there's 2,000 years from Abraham. So I talked about how some people will say, like, if Jesus is returning, he would have come by now. Right. We, we People will say, well, we know this whole Jesus thing is a myth. He said he was coming back. Where is he? It's been 2,000 yeah. years. Where is he? But, man, it took 4,000 years for him to come the first time. And it took 2,000 years from the time there was Jewish people, Israelites, when he called Abraham. And then even, and then I shared the verse from Peter where he says that 
God doesn't count time the way that we do, that a day is a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand years to a day, and that God is being patient so that all will come to repentance, Mm -hmm. that, that God is waiting, giving people an opportunity to come into his family one of the things I've, I forgot or I didn't have a chance to, to talk about was the, the population growth that there is right now. Mm-hmm. That, you know, roughly 7 billion people on the planet alive today. And the planet only hit 1 billion people in the 1800s. Wow. And so there's this, I think it makes sense as Christians that we can look and see and say, God is wanting a lot of people to be in heaven. He's he's wanting it to be multitude, to billions and billions and billions of people. And really up until the modern history of the world, you know, a hundred million people alive on the planet. And now it's in the billions, which course leads into missions and why it's so important for us to be spreading the gospel but that's what peter says that god is being patient wanting lots of people to come all people to come to repentance and nobody knows when jesus is coming back but you would think as the world grows that it it just shows that it could be further down the line than some people think we don't know it could be another thousand years or the next blood moon. So what's your favorite messianic prophecy? I <clears throat> I think it's in Psalms. Okay. Where it it um talks about the crucifixion. Yeah. Psalm twenty two. And there wasn't even crucifixion invented yet. Right. It's pretty incredible. So I've always been drawn to that one just because like you don't just make something up on your own that you have no idea what it is or you've never even heard about it and perfectly describe what's going to happen on your own. Right. So that's that's a I mean all all the prophecies it's like wow that's obviously God inspired but that one I I think is my favorite. That's cool. I think mine is from Isaiah where it talks about the virgin birth. The virgin will be with child. That's pretty incredible. And I also love from Isaiah when he talks about that the world that was living in darkness has seen a great light. I think that's such a great picture. And Christmas is all about lights. Mm -hmm. Lights are everywhere, even people who don't really celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. We'll put up Christmas lights. They take part in the celebration by doing that. And everywhere you go, there's lights lighting up the world. Going to New York City and seeing all the Christmas lights is a pretty spectacular thing. And that Jesus is the light of the world is is great. So I love the Christmas lights and that passage speaks to that. Coincidentally, we have not put up our Christmas lights yet. Yet? Do you plan on doing it? I don't even know. We've got eight days. Seems kind of ridiculous. We don't even have them. They were all, all the strands were busted. Mm. So we just threw them out. And 
I haven't gone out to the store to get them. So yeah, I bought a whole new set this year. I I thought I was gonna go with LED. Yeah, you know, but yeah. high tech. They're just not the same. Did you go with kerosene lamps or whatever? I don't know what they are. The old whatever filament bulbs. Sure. The old Thomas Edison specials. Yeah, but like they're they're not as bright at all as the LEDs. Uh, no, the the LEDs are not, are as, not bright. as bright. Oh, okay. And they're yeah, the replacements are more expensive and. I mean, it's great. You can hook up like a hundred strands together, huh. which is cool. But anyway, so I got the old school, just white, clear light. But yeah, it's, it's, I love turning on my lights at night because we don't have a whole lot of exterior lighting at our house. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it illuminates the whole driveway, the whole yard. Right. Yeah, we left ours up till April last year just because it, it gave us so much more light in our yeah. front front lawn, which is kind of dark. It's like extra security. Yeah. I use the term lawn loosely, our front patch of dirt, because we have no grass in our front yard. But the, the Christmas lights, it really is, you know, when you talk about this prophecy and Jesus being the light of the world. It's such a great analogy for what, you know, these Christmas lights, people hang them up really not even knowing why they're hanging them up. Right. But we know, and it's beautiful. It is. Where's that street? There's a street or a a neighborhood in San Antonio. Starts with a W. Windcrest? Windcrest. Yeah, over off 35. Yeah. I need to take the girls to see that. Be cool. That would be cool. Probably gets pretty crowded the closer you get to Christmas. Yeah, imagine living there. I mean, I guess you know what you're signing up for. I guess, but it's like, man, I'm just trying to get to my house. Yeah. And there's probably like a whole parade of cars. There's a street very close to our house called Carrollwood, and they hang angels right on the edge of the street from their trees. And it's really cool. There's probably like 10 different houses that do it. So as you're driving down, there's just a bunch of angels. Some got trumpets lit up. It's really cool. That's awesome. I take that street. Every time I go home at night, it's just, it's great. Yeah. So, I mean, every every single time you see one of those light bulbs, it's just a reminder that Jesus is the light and and we now have him. We now have him inside of us. So we're shining the light. And imagine if people left up their Christmas lights 365 around the whole year. Mm-hmm. You'd just be shut. There'd just be extra light everywhere. And we're supposed to be shining our lights every day, 365. We, we, we do that. God's people do that. And we, I, I really do believe that the world is a much, much, much brighter and better place because of Christians that are in the world. Imagine the world with no Christians. That's a that's a crazy world to think about. Yeah. Be like thinking of a world with no light. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
most of the hospitals you go to were started by Christian missionaries or a Christian foundation, Methodist, Lutheran, Baptist, St. Luke's is a Catholic. And it, it, it just, it permeates the love of God in our hearts and our call to love our fellow man. So much good has been done in the name of Christ and continues to be done each and every single day as we love and serve those around us in a hundred different million small ways. Imagine if there was none of that in the world. It would be, it would be apocalyptic. It would be an incredibly dark mm-hmm. place. It would be like in the days of Noah when all of man's thoughts were only evil continually. Genesis chapter 6. Just this incredibly bleak and dark picture. But it's not that way. Right. Because the light has come into the world and it's shown into our hearts. So I would ask the listener, have you hung up the Christmas light in your heart yet this year? Are you shining your light this Christmas season? Or have you not put them up yet and there's just darkness all around you? So shine your light. Plug, plug your lights in. Plug your lights in. Get plugged in. At work, plug it in. School, wherever you are, shine the light of Jesus Christ. Don't, don't hide it under a bushel. No. Let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. And then when people see it and they're like, wow, what's this light? Hey, come to Destiny Church this Sunday. <laughs> exactly. I'll show you the light. Literally, we're going to have candle lights we're too. We're going to have candle lighting at the end of the service, representing Jesus, the light of the world. It's going to be awesome. So that was a great message on Sunday. Thanks. Yeah. So we got a question this week. Awesome. It's kind of a long one. So awesome. Hang in there. Hi, Pastor Matt and Pastor Mark. Good sermon this week. In reading back through the prophecies discussed on Sunday, that's really cool. This person is reading back. Right. Because I went through eight of them plus. So I didn't, I, I wasn't able to, to go through the verses. Yeah. I was only able to list the reference and then the reference of where it's says in the gospels that it was fulfilled in christ so i gave a summary of the verses but i really wasn't able to go into and and read the verses because i was going through eight of them and so you gave some homework without really giving homework and this person did it exactly it's awesome i was surprised to see that in zechariah 13 6 jesus said that he was wounded in the house of his friends So I started investigating the use of the word friend in reference to the apostles, especially Judas. In Matthew 25, 26, 50, Jesus refers to Judas as his friend when he approaches him with the multitude that have come to take him away. In Psalms 41, 9, Jesus refers to Judas as his familiar friend who he trusted. In John 6, 70 and 71, Jesus says that he chose the 12 apostles and one of them is a devil. And 71 goes on to say, and of course he's talking about Judas. However, in Matthew 16, 23, Jesus calls Peter Satan when he tries to deter him from the acts 
that will lead to his death. Some commentary indicates that Jesus refers to Peter as Satan because he's trying to frustrate him from the prophecy where Judas is supporting the prophecy. But then John 6.70 does not seem to support that when it says that Jesus picked a devil, Judas. Is there a difference in meaning when Jesus says Satan versus a devil? Or is Jesus simply reflecting the fickleness of man and some as some commentary suggests when he calls Peter Satan in Matthew 16:23 but just before that in 16:18 he referred to him as the rock of the church thanks lisa so i did a little bit of studying mm-hmm. on the use of the word devil for judas in john chapter 6 and the word satan that Jesus calls Peter in Matthew chapter 16. Mm-hmm. They're two different words in the, in the Greek, and I'm not a Greek scholar by any means, but I know how to pull it up on the computer yeah. and read the Greek word and look at the definition. So the Greek word that he uses for Judas, the word devil, is the word diablos, mm. And it, it simply means a devil, but it can also mean a false accuser, a slanderer, a bike backbiter, a libeler, or a defamer. So someone who accuses and, and uh, defames someone's reputation. Or a backbiter, that could be like a backstabber. It could, it could, it could be. So, so that could, that could very well be why Jesus used that word for, for Judas. Mm-hmm. But it, it has more of a meaning than the word Satan, which he uses in Matthew sixteen twenty three for Peter, which is the proper noun, the name mm-hmm. of Satan, and in the Greek it's Satanus. So, there's a difference there for in in that and what you would read into that or not read into that it it is hard to say it is hard to say why he uses one for one and one for the other and we 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 really can't know for sure Mm -hmm. right it's it's hard to to come up with with a sure answer but what what he's saying in in john chapter six is that he knows very, very clearly, and I think this is the big thing of the message, is that he knows that Judas is going to betray him. John's whole perspective on what he's saying in his gospel is that Jesus is God in the flesh. And so by him including the story about Jesus calling Judas a devil, who he know, knew would, would, would betray him, he's basically saying, look, only God knows the future. Jesus is God. In Matthew 16, it's really interesting because Jesus actually says why he calls Judas the devil. But as the question was talking about that Judas was Jesus' friend, he truly was. He he truly befriended Judas. Mm-hmm. If you go to John chapter 13, speaking of his disciples, it says that Jesus loved them to the end. 
and that during supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot to betray Jesus, Jesus got up from the table and washed all of his disciples' feet. So I think, it, I think it, even, even though Jesus knew Judas would betray him, absolutely he was his friend. Jesus loved him just as much as he loved the rest of his disciples. We can know that for sure. Now in Matthew 16, when Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, it's right after Jesus was explaining that he had to go to Jerusalem, he had to suffer, he had to die, that this was the role of the Messiah, the Christ. And Peter pulls Jesus aside and rebukes him and says, no, absolutely not. This is not going to happen. You, you can't allow this to happen. And that's when Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. But he says this at the end of that. Get, me, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And so what Peter is doing is he's all he's cool with Jesus being the Christ, the Messiah, as he professed just a few verses earlier, as long as that means that Peter gets to rise to the top with Jesus. But as soon as him suffering and dying and, and what's that going to mean for me as one of his followers, and I'm, I'm not in this for suffering and dying, I'm in this for personal glory. Jesus says, you're, you're, you're thinking with the mind of Satan. You're thinking with the mind of what's in it for me. Mm-hmm. Your, your thought life is being influenced by antichrist, demonic, satanic thought. And that's why he calls him out in that way. Because he's not thinking about the things of God, but about his own well-being, his own natural position success in life yeah reading that i've never really thought that jesus was calling peter satan like personally i always picked it up as he was sensing that peter was thinking in that carnal way so jesus was talking to satan like that he was speaking to Satan, not to Peter, but that he saw that, I don't know if Satan was working through Peter, but I always read it as Jesus was addressing Satan and not calling Peter Satan. And it certainly could be that. Like, like these are, this is just something that we, we just don't know exactly, but we do know that Peter's thinking is being influenced by the flesh, which is in bondage to sin, which is, of course, influenced by Satan. So I've always read it as we we have to be very careful about what we let influence our thought life and what we let influence our motivations, because Peter in this moment is he is following Jesus, but he's doing it for the wrong reason. He's doing it for what he can get out of it. And Jesus turns around and says, that's satanic. Mm-hmm. So whether he's rebuking Satan who's speaking through Peter or he's telling Peter, dude, you're, you're, you're so far off track that you've become a mouthpiece for Satan. Mm-hmm. 
and his way of thinking. It's just one of those things that's not incredibly clear, but there's certain truths that we can certainly pull out of it and apply to our lives. Great. Well, thank you, Lisa, for sending that question in. Yeah, hopefully we did a good job of answering what you were looking for. Yeah, hopefully. And if not, send in a follow-up question and, and we'll get to it. Love the questions. Really cause us to think deeply about these things and, and hopefully it's a blessing to everyone who's listening. I think that's going to do it for episode one of season four, Destiny Midweek. And tune in next week to see if we have any intro music that isn't just me saying intro music even though i will i will say maybe at least one time a week i think of that auto-tuned digitized quantum whatever thing you did yeah i think we only played that one time yeah but it was so impactful was that episode two no or three i think it was three or four yeah we were just getting kind of in a rut you know we needed to break out some new things so thanks for listening we will i think we're going to try to do a christmas week episode oh yeah That'd so be fun. since we haven't really talked about christmas yet not too much can never talk about christmas too much or maybe you can maybe we'll talk about that next time until then 